Pretty got spooky there for a it second. It got awful spooky. <laughs> okay. Anyway, or what is it weird? Why is like that all of a sudden the evil laugh? It's like you go like, <laughs> it's like the paternal like you know sort of condescending laugh, where it's like, right? It's like the evil like I'm like I'm a bad guy laugh. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounded it just sounded menacing back in back in the fifties or something. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Not okay. It was like a blip in the matrix just now. That's what I felt like just happened. Your mom's a blip in the matrix. God, you know that's true, and that's why it hurts. <laughs> um. So yeah, fear. Yeah. <clears throat> so are their theme today? We're not talking about like the 1980s, like like you know Los Angeles punk band Fear. Oh yeah. I always love that. The one song I really like that they do. I'm not a Fear fan, but that song, um, New York, uh, uh, New York, New York New is York's great. Right. If you like saxophones, oh god, <laughs> that song is so unpleasant. <laughs> it really is. You hear all that terrible saxophone? I know. It's the, like, yeah, that's it's definitely like a yeah. They're they're an odd one. Anyway, yeah. all right, good times. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about scary stuff. So, um, I don't know. So what 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 scares you, Tomax? Well, talking about talking about fears, I mean, as a man, it is, <laughs> is I think it's very vulnerable. Talk talk I, about being a man some more. I'm interested. Well, when you're a man, this happens. <laughs> when you're a man, yep. Um, gut bucket rock. Gut bucket. <laughs> Popular subject of gut bucket rock. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I could talk about a little bit, but it is kind of a vulnerable thing to talk about what you're what you're most afraid of. So the only thing that you have to fear is fear itself, is what I'm hearing. I, I was waiting for for one of us was going to break that one out. Oh, um, what am I? Do you do you want to share first? Mm. Sure. I pr- I mean, My, I, in a very general sense. Okay. I'm gonna say. I probably, in various forms, fear losing control. Ah. And that and that's in my most general, generic sense of things. I fear being mediocre. Like, like that's, that's like my, that's, that's like the thing that I find, like, I fear not, like, I fear, like, basically just not, like, I, I and it sounds, that sounds so egotistical and terrible, but I, I do fear, like, I fear mediocrity. Is that fear, though, really? Or is no, it just is it, is it self-loathing? Well, I don't necessarily think I'm mediocre, but I fear that, like, basically, when I actually attempt to achieve something, when I put my heart and soul into something, that it would ev- it would end up being not good enough. Uh-huh. That's sort of, I guess, where, where the fear comes from. The fear is like that, you know, I have a belief that I'm doing something well or that I'm good at something, and then... You're not mediocre, Miss Hap. Well, thank you. 
You're sub ochre. What? Oh. That oh. one really hurt. Okay, well, uh, do you want to? I'm just kidding. You're way above oh, average well, at almost everything you do. <laughs> well, but here, do you want to hear? Do you want, to, you want me to knock myself down a couple pegs here? Because I got a, I got a pretty good story about um, about childhood. Um, it's got to come back to fear. But yes, hmm. it is 100% fear. So, when I was eight years old. We were in like this kind of creepy, um, like we would always go to our like so Russian relatives, and I think this was like my godmother, my godfather's mother's house, and it was like this house in the Richmond district in San Francisco. Now I'd probably think the house is pretty cool, but I found it really creepy at the time. And my brother and I were went upstairs to like watch TV, and there was it was like they had HBO, which was like very exciting because we did not have a premium channel. So we're in like this like little like sort of dank smelling like old you know San Francisco house and old probably Victorian I would imagine and um and so we're watching like this HBO thing and they do this like extended trailer for the movie Child's Play and it scared the living shit out of me and the thing that was funny so then all of a sudden so I was we were both like terrified of it and then we go to the video store like to like maybe a week later, you know, the video store we always went to. And there's like a bigger, like a taller than me, like, like Chucky cut out, like at the video store. And this scared me so badly. This is like, gives you a, it also gives you a sense of how I'm not necessarily the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, like the most brave human being alive. Um, but I also am apparently quite the piece of work because I managed to, get so bent out of shape about this scenario that I refused to enter any video store from the time I was eight till the time I was 14. Wow. I wouldn't even step foot inside a video store. Wow. That was the level of, yeah. So that haunted my shit. I watched Child's Play, the actual entirety of the movie for the first time when I was 27. And it wasn't that scary at all. And now, actually, I kind of like horror movies. I don't like really gory ones, but I like, you know, I'm, I'm down to watch a scary yeah. movie. Yeah, they've gotten a little weird with all the saws and the hostile movies, and it's just not, not interested in yeah, that at not, all. Not really interested. What about you? Do you have any, you have any like, irrational, like, more childhood-type fears that you had? Like, anything? Any, any like, movie spook you or anything like that? Oh, uh, okay. Well, movies that spooked me, I would totally go with Halloween. Halloween 1. Um, there's something about the way that that movie... The, the the theme song to it every time that Michael Myers was uh, chasing someone fuck out of me and just the way that it was so that movie was so atmospheric and you know he would he would he wouldn't run after someone he would walk after them and he would tilt his head to the side right before he was about to get them and uh Ah, that that movie, yeah, that movie really fucked with me. Yet I watched it over and over and over again. I loved it. You know, it's funny. Like, well, and also like they they do a lot of kind of the wide panning shots in that movie, right? Uh huh. Like it's like the thing where and there's lots of like he's there and then he's not. Yeah. You know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they, I thought that was actually really interesting about how they you know they kind of did the be- they kind of rewrote the book on it. Where instead of the jump scare, it was like the vanish scare. Right, right. 
like he's there and then like him not being there is equivalently as scary because he just basically just vanished and you don't know where he is yeah um i mean childhood i'm trying childhood fears um well you know i mean i did did i even talk about this on the podcast that i was kidnapped as a child no um this might be for another time but what you, you uh, yeah <laughs> but strangely enough that didn't that didn't traumatize me in any way um that i can tell how anyway, long were you but i don't know you, how long were you kidnapped for uh about a half a day what yeah how did you, did you did you get out or did your parents find you or something like that or what happened? I, okay, I'll just go into yeah. this. I'm, I was saving this for another story, but um, I was taken from my front yard as a really small kid. Whoa, how old were you? From there was a guy that lived way down our street. Um, I think I'm gonna say I was like five. Okay. Um, but uh, he was he was like mentally he was mentally retarded. Okay. And um. Uh, that's about as much as I, I it gets pretty weird because my parents actually don't talk about it with me much. But what I remember was that he took me from the front yard. He like lured me in probably with candy or some shit or promises of some fun thing that was uh-huh. going to happen. And, um, uh, you know, he like locked the doors and he tied me up. What? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and uh <clears throat> well, this gets a little dark, but he pulled out Mr. Mr. Bilbo. What? Yeah. Jesus. But here's Christ. the thing, here's the thing. I think he just like wanted he nothing happened. He didn't okay. you know, molest me or anything like that, but I think he wanted to like show me show me his junk. Wow. Yeah, and um and he left the room for a second and the and he just didn't tie me up very well. He didn't know how to tie knots very well. And so you were able to get out? I was able to get out. That's and I, so and crazy. I just unlocked the door and ran out. He like and he saw me and then he started running after me, but I ran out front. Did he get arrested and stuff? I ran out of the house and I was on our street. I got in the middle of the street and just yelled my head off. Uh-huh. Help, help, I got kid you know. This guy's trying to get, trying to grab me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And neighbors came out. What the hell's going on? And he stopped chasing me. He had the sense to stop chasing me at least. And um, and I got back and told my parents what happened and he went to jail. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah, I don't have a good transition out of that one. Um, You want to... You want to <laughs> tell a different story? That's well, I'll tell the follow-up to it was that in high school, I got a weird summer job in West Sacramento, and I was looking. I saw some shit, some stuff in a bushes, uh, like a camp, like a homeless camp. Mm-hmm. I happened to walk in there, and I saw the guy's ID, and so I found the guy. He was apparently still around but he was homeless and wandering around west sack and then you i saw him you found oh, the guy who kidnapped you yeah and then i saw him at the safeway which was nearby and he was panhandling that's crazy yeah so if you want to talk about fear i'll tell you this i thought i would wow. be so upset that i would go and you know attack kick him or the shit out like of that, him or yeah. something yeah but you know i 
I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't remember it very well, but it was odd how I felt about it that I just didn't want to see him. Yeah. I wanted to get away from him. Well, or it makes sense. Or, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was a, you know, a helpless, like, you know, mentally off right. homeless guy. But, you know, I just didn't want to see him. That's crazy, man. Okay, well, um, how about let's talk about a more kind of common uh, fear because <laughs> seamless transition here. Really easy to transition out of like dark, real, traumatic like life experiences. But um, when's the last time you were pulled over? Oh, that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> that really does scare the shit out of me. I got another scary story about that if you want to know. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll bite. I, I actually got the shit kicked out of me by a cop when, oh I, was, my goodness. when I was 15. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, uh, I, uh, do we want to go into this or should I save I, this for another one? We could save this for another one, but so you, so, so what is it? Is it basically the, power dynamic that scares you so much about like the we decided to play <clears throat> ditch cop that night little kids in davis you know playing ditch cop uh, i i don't know the game of ditch cop uh, I, I didn't we're on bikes riding on the you know riding through campus okay riding through uc davis campus and we're like hey let's just start mm. riding in different you know riding away from these guys and see if they'll go after us and the guy just went berserk and started driving over curbs and over through bike paths and places wow. he was not supposed to take a squad car. And he was just like, I'm having a bad night. I'm going to scare the shit out of these guys. Whoa. And um, he came after me and uh, caught me. And he just like grabbed me, slammed me against the hood, picked me up. He just kept like slamming me against the hood. And, wow. Like, was just like. I was just like, okay, try to memorize his badge number. And then I remember he wound my arm behind my back and just like kept slamming me into the hood. Jesus. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. So yeah get, I don't know. Cops still freak me out. Cops getting pulled over by cops is, is scary. I don't think, you know, I've been thinking, I'm trying to think the last time I got pulled over. I think the last time I got pulled over was in two. 1990 no 2000 I think the last time I got pulled over was in is was in the year 2000 or 2001 I haven't been pulled over in like 14 15 years wow I definitely have never been yeah I don't think I've gotten I definitely haven't gotten a ticket the last time I got a ticket was in 1998 I think or 1999 does it freak you out to get your heart pound when the lights go on um yeah, I mean, the time that I got a ticket, I, I totally deserve the ticket I got. Um, I've gotten two tickets in my life, one when I was 16 and one when I was 19, I think. And um, I totally deserved both of them, but I don't drive. I'm not a very wild driver. So honestly, now it's like there's there's there was one time, like I guess probably in the last week, where I was in a hurry I was driving a little bit faster than I normally do. I was driving about 40 in a 30 mile an hour zone and I saw a cop um, and I just didn't see the cop beforehand. But basically everyone around me was driving more or less the same speed and and I, it was like a multi-lane road and so it would have been really hard to get an actual reading. And 
I don't know why I would have jumped out because I wasn't driving significantly faster than anyone else. So, so I got like a, just a tiny jolt, but nothing big. Well, that's still, I mean, it's not, I don't, I'm not afraid of getting, of getting assaulted by a cop again, necessarily. I, that's not really what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking I'm not going to get away with shit because I always get the ticket. I'm <laughs> never the guy that can talk my way out. You know, I'll be like, yes, officer, no officer. I do everything. I put my hands up on the wheel, you know, polite all the way. And I always get the fucking ticket. Never well, I, I was, I had a real kind of change things with cops. Cause I mean, of course, like, like anybody else, there's good cops and bad cops and some cops that are kind of in the middle, you know, but, um, when I was in, Agreed. when I was in college, I, so I had, to, I designated drove a lot my first couple of years in college. And the major reason was people would do this thing that I thought was insane where they were like, well, we'll decide who's driving when we get there. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, you know, do you figure out who's driving to start with? You, you go in with who's driving. And so basically I would just say, fine, I'll drive. Like, because I don't want to be in a car with other drunk people. I know that I can stay sober. Like the party's going to be less fun for me, but whatever. And so we got pulled over um, coming out of a party. Actually, came back around and got pulled over in front of the party that we just left because I was lost and a cop was behind me. I had somebody in like the cargo bay of like a Subaru like station wagon and everyone was drunk except for me. The only person that was of age was the guy that was in the cargo bay. And the cop pulled me over and basically like, you know, I'm just thinking this is going to suck so bad. And it was someone else's car and it was a stick shift and the actual like the little like, you know, the rubber thing at the bottom, that thing wasn't um, was detached. So getting into gear was like a lot harder than it would be normally because it didn't because it didn't kind of spring into the gear. It was you kind of had to like jam it in. And so anyway, but we got pulled over right in front of the party and the cop was like. And then there's just some like drunk idiot in the back seat's like, I don't see no popo, like literally saying that while I already have the flashlight in my eyes, I've already rolled it down. And this guy's trying to act like he's like he's saying stuff about not seeing the cop when the cop is already there. Um, and the guy was, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I'm totally sober I'm trying to get these guys home. This is not my car. You know, I can drive a stick shift, but it's a little bit, you know, hard to adjust, that kind of thing. And the cop, like, basically, you know, looked at me and he's like, I don't like writing tickets. I think you're doing the right thing. I don't see, I, I, I can't in my own conscience punish you for, you know, what you're doing because I think you're doing the right thing and I wish more people would take that initiative. And I'm like, okay, how do I get out of here? And he's like, all right, just follow this down and you'll go where you need to go. Because I was lost when the cop was following me. Because I have drunk people that don't know where the hell they are. So anyway, so yeah, so that kind of changed things a little bit for me. And now it's like I, I, I don't really get, I get a little bit, I, I'm usually not breaking the law. So it's usually not a big deal. Yeah. Anyway, so now we've shifted it entirely over to cops. I wonder why, Tomax, do you think that that, is going to play in any any role in our no in our podcast? Idea. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take a break, and anything might happen now. I wonder what's going to happen next. Let's find out. God damn it!
license registration. Okay. Here you go. Alright, do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, no, I do not. Well, you were moving about 60 miles an hour, and uh, this, uh, this zone is uh, 30 miles an hour. Okay. Well, you just gave me two numbers. You just gave me 60 and 30. Uh, there's a lot of multiples of sixes and fives and threes. A lot of prime numbers in there. You know what happens when you start mixing up prime numbers? A lot of craziness. It's really hard to do the math. Um, think um, maybe could you mixed up some math? Um, I, 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 we all make mistakes. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, I've been been known to do similar things. All speed issues aside, um, the registration I have here is for a '72 Duster, and um, I'm looking at the back of your automobile, and it says Sebring. Oh no, this is a Duster. This is uh this is actually the Czechoslovakian uh, model. So in Czechoslovakia, this is interesting because um, the characters in Czechoslovakian typically have um, several different kinds of slashes and or umlauts over it, and um, also 1972 there was not a standard CD player um, affixed within your dashboard. Nope, 72 Duster. Uh, check it. Duster is Czechoslovakian. Sebring is Czechoslovakian. The um, compact disc was invented in 1985, and you are, have a 72 Sebring which, in which there is a CD player in which says Sebring on it, which has a compact disc player which is blatantly standard. Uh, correction. Uh, the Czechs have been dealing with MP3 since 1972. The M I was referring to a CD player. The MP3 is beyond the CD player. Well, the CDs will you know, CDs go back to like '65 in the Czech Czech Republic. It was Czechoslovakia back then. Well, I suppose the Iron Curtain was difficult to see through. All right, um, let's take a look here. And um, so your driver's license, um, uh, your car driver's license reads uh, Cornioli Guglioni um, from the state of Six Flags. America, with spelled with a U, and um, I feel that I need to call this in to make certain that this is a valid license. Um, I will be back shortly. That's good. That's my name. My, um, excuse me, um, my superior officer uh, just started laughing when I brought this to his attention, um, thus indicating that A, he is displeased with my performance, and B, that this does not appear to be a valid license, sir. It's Corneoni Guglioni. How'd you say it? I said it as Guglioni. Um, I forgive you. Forgive oh, but I see. I see. Oh, I'm sorry. With all due respect, I see where the mistake was. You said it wrong. Uh, of course, it didn't come back. Your dispatcher probably thinks I'm making stuff up because you didn't say it right. I'm Italian. It's a Guglioni. It's a Corneoni Guglioni. Uh, I have admitted that I will admit that I have made a similar mistake where um, somebody's last name was Dew and um, I thought that they were making a Mountain Dew reference and it was challenging. Um, Understand. So I wish to, uh, I do not wish to make a similar mistake um, with your last name. Um, so the other issue, however, was not simply the pronunciation. But the fact that Six Flags is not a state uh, recognized by um, any jurisdiction, 
and um, it does appear that Batman the Ride is featured prominently behind your picture, and the reality is the majority of legally licensing units in the United States would not have Batman the Ride um, anywhere near their proximity. I can see where you would, uh, I would probably raise some questions, some red flags. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, oh, oh, because there are six flags and perhaps some of yeah. them are red? Perhaps, yeah, it's a joke. But um, I, I can see where this might, you know, raise raise some suspicion. But um, six flags, I, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm actually, a, I'm, I'm a special, I'm part of a special ops unit part of the SSCIA. The I applied to the SSCIA. Oh, well. Have you, wh who was your superior? The super secret CIA? I applied other? for a membership. I was not accepted. Oh, but okay. what, who was your superior to whom I can direct because I still do have contacts in the area? Uh, his name was uh, uh, Emperor Mario Speedwagon. This is interesting because Mario Speedwagon was only a uh, he was only a duke um, within the within within the organization when I was applying. So it is interesting to know that he has ascended the ranks. Um, does he still have the similar red hair? Yes, yes, he does. He actually has. That's his I, hair. I apologize. He I has thinking, hair. I was thinking of somebody different. He had he had black hair at the time. Oh well, um, but it's interesting to know that that's. But my concern is still that I am required by my superiors and they will have a field day with me as they have many times in the past for me letting people of obvious guilt go um, if I do not ask what the necessary question is, which is how is Six Flags in any way, shape, or form a place of legal identification? That is a lot of words. But I think you're asking, why does it say Six Flags? I can see your point of confusion. As you know, the SSCIA is actually a private security firm. Six Flags pertains to the nations that we protect. Um, what, what, nation, what six nations are those? Well, the United States, Mexico, Canada, China, India, former Soviet Union in China. That was seven, but China was listed twice, so I suppose six would be correct. Um, um, see, see, you would have made a great agent. I was trying to test you that, just there. That does, that, does, that does make my heart sore. Um, however, um, what does make things challenging for me to enjoy this moment is the fact that I was initially attracted to your car as a car of suspicion due to a limp, wavering hand covered in blood, which I could spy with my extra lights, that now has apparently belonged to a deceased man, which is wrapped in the Irish flag, I believe, in your backseat of your car. So, what to what is the reason for the deceased man who is wrapped in the Irish flag and does appear to have several stab wounds to his face and neck and what appears to be genitals. Well, I, you know, 
I didn't want to say anything, but I guess the cat's out of the bag, and I have to tell you, I'm, I'm on part. Of, I'm on a special mission. It's a very secret mission, and you know, the less I say, the better. But I will just say, what if I told you that you could acquire any skill set that you wanted in mere seconds? If you wanted to learn judo, you wanted to learn five languages, you wanted to learn origami in five seconds, I could do that for you. I have had a tremendous difficulty holding paper cranes. Um, I believe Sushiko wished to have many folds plate paper cranes and she did pass all. Um sorry to hear that. But, but it's it was part, due to leukemia operation. and it was roughly about the in the nineteen forties. But a project requiring a dead body seems very suspect. Um to what do you need said cadaver? It's Project Hambone. Where do you think we get the bones? That does follow. However, the gentleman appeared to be alive uh, 20 minutes earlier. Well, he was an Irish... He was an IRA terrorist, so... We need the bones. I mean... You're either with us or you're against us, officer. I, I do not wish to be against you, sir. Um, now... The last, here, the last yeah. of my, I, I, I apologize for keeping you, but the last of my queries have to do with the fact that your vehicle has no license plate. It just says, fuck you pigs on the back, um, where a license plate should be. And, um, there's no registration for the vehicle outside of the registration that you pulled out, which again was for a 72 duster. Um, which did expire in 1978. Well, technically, this vehicle is actually a hovercraft. And I'm pretty sure... I find this very hard to believe due to the presence of tires on the vehicle. Okay, part of being in the, a special agent in the SSCIA is that they could not handle the things that I'm able to do. If I'm able to teach you origami in five seconds, their minds are going to be blown. Imagine if they... We're driving around and they see a hovercraft. They're going to lose their minds. Can't happen. We have to have holographic wheels. Um, now, I'm pretty sure that if you check the vehicle code, hovercrafts inside of the United States do not require license plates or registration. I, I do not wish to be caught flat-footed on code um, in the future. I don't either. That's why I'm telling you. Well... I appreciate that we're in the same boat. We're in, in the same, same boat. In the same boat. We're in the same well, hovercraft. That that is a new a new saying to which I hope to apply to situations. Well, that's what we're future. doing here. We're making we're changing minds. We're blowing minds, sir. You have made my day brighter. Please, please get to where you need. You've to go. made my day brighter. I I cannot tell you the level of happiness I feel inside. Had I not made an oath to be stoic and try to but however I will say one thing my commanding officers are going to be extremely proud of me due to this experience especially when I relate to them information to which you have relayed to me Godspeed officer
Max and I both shit our pants thrice because of all the fear today. Couple times. That was spooky. That was. We sp- both made it. We made it through that. Okay. But what about the monster behind the door? Ooh! Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So spook town, spook time, spook fun. Um, Halloween's right around the corner. Tis right if, around the corner. As long as we get as this long out. as we get this fucker out, <laughs> it won't be. It'll be Christmas be, time. It's gonna be easily <laughs> Christmas time, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway, um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, you can write to us at Tomax and Mishap hate you all one word at gmail.com. And um, other than that, I think that one of the best things you can do is surprise people who are armed. That's my recommendation is like if you see somebody like a police officer or like, you know, an active duty like soldier, etc. Do something hilarious by surprising them by like jumping out of nowhere and just seeing what happens. It's I think a it's solid a idea. Super yeah. great idea. And when you're going through like a forest where there's like hyenas and wolves and bears, you should always wear a suit made out of meat. It's true. And the one thing I would also do is um, taunt like every animal you see. Yeah. Okay. Even like especially, you know what else you could do? I dare you. And I want to see like, you know, if you guys could live tweet it, that would be great. If you see a raccoon in your neighborhood, try to take its food away and see what happens. That's a good idea. That's you should also ghost ride the whip a lot. But <laughs> make sure when you're ghost riding your whip to go around the front of the car and dance <laughs> in front of the car while it's in drive. Also, fill your car with cobras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, right. Um, All right. Okay. So okay. fill your car with cobras and um, good times. All right. All right, so Tomax doesn't think this is necessary, but I really wanted to give a I really wanted to give a precursor before this because this is pretty funny, but this is the creepiest shit that's ever happened on our podcast. Although I say that probably incorrectly because the earlier shit when Tomax talked about shit that actually happened to him, to be fair, is creepier. Yeah, that was my bigger thing is because I felt you know just going back and listening to that, I was like. I feel like I, I feel like I understated this, because it, it was like, it was kind of a big deal, kind of kind of one of the scariest things that really ever happened, you know, and yeah, and, and it's just like okay, we just I just kind of told the story and then we transitioned into another story, and I, don't I know. had no idea how to yeah. honestly I had no idea how to transition out of that I was like, honestly, Tom Max, I'm really glad you're here. I'm really glad you're okay. Well, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's this podcast is sort of, you know, I don't know what it could be filed under in iTunes. It's not really, I don't really want to say, oh, this is a comedy podcast. You know, it's, I want it to be, you know, I want us to be, have, have a blank check to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. And for fuck's sake, that fear shit, we really got into some shit. Like, I I was I was honestly like thinking like oh I talked about like my like weird obsessive thing where I was scared of a movie and then you're like oh excuse me mishap let me like tell you something extremely crazy that happened to me that I mean honestly like I I'm just rambling because I have no idea how to correctly react to it uh 
Well, no, I mean, but that's humanizing too. <laughs> don't you don't need uh, to like <laughs> scrape me off the ground and be like no i think no, i just i just threw out a weird a, obsessive like garbage that you had is this protected child is like way different than me having like horrible trauma i'm sure well hey you know what we have more podcasts to do my friend you're <laughs> we never know your trauma might come up and I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, but just again, um, Tomax and Louise X, um, who is a new podcast edition, um, decided that they decided to go for something they thought is funny. And it is kind of funny, but it is probably one of the creepiest things I've ever heard. And my reaction is accordingly. I'm just going to give you like advisory that even though the earlier thing is real world creepy, this is fake world creepy, but holy fucking shit, is it creepy? I think it's adorable. <laughs> you just creeped me out. All right, so Tomax and Luis X want to do some fucking bullshit right now. And um, apparently two out vetoes one because... We actually do a direct democracy here at the podcast. Word. Is this really the way we're going to lead up to this? <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's bullshit so much as just kind of sharing how we share our love. It's just show and tell. Oh, yeah. Do you know that soul song? Like, show and tell, little game we play. I don't remember the lyrics. I don't mean to mock the song. The song is really it's a good. It's a meatloaf song? No, it's a soul song. Oh. That definitely sounded more Aaron Neville than Meatloaf. Well, I apologize <laughs> that pretty much everything sounds Aaron Neville because he's my major influence musically. Fair, fair so, enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know much. I know love you. <laughs> okay, all right, get to your bullshit. Get to whatever fucking... Okay, so... My fear is of mediocrity, and I feel like we're going to step real hard on that right now. Yeah, okay, okay. Everyone has... Dude. The... <laughs> okay. It's done. It's done. It does get funnier. It does. <laughs> oh, it's just this. It's just that, um, I don't know, is this thing that, like, that Louisa and I came across one day with... Louis X. Let's be oh, careful. Yeah. yeah, Louis X. I mean... It's this thing that. Did we properly introduce you yet? Not I really. I did earlier. That's the main thing here. That's the thrust of this. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't want to do this lead up to just say like, oh, here we're going to. I just wanted to say to introduce the listeners. To yeah, the lady. Uh, well, I, I have no problem with that. But when I when I heard about what the premise was, which I haven't even like experienced yet, I was pretty like off the dick. No, the main thing here was I just wanted to say, listeners of Tomax and Mishap, meet my lady friend. All right, that's okay. Louise X. All right, Louise X. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> sweetie, say hi. Hey, everybody. So, anyway, th as an aside to that, um, <clears throat> there's just a thing that we kind of came across one day, which was um, I would kind of joke about... Um, I would make 
I would make a comment about, well, I would say, um, I would act like a little baby and I would say, baby want milk, milk. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it would really bother oh. her. Right? Oh, yeah. That's the word. It's the biggest turnoff I've ever heard. Which I just found. It was just like chum in the water, basically, you know, <laughs> I, like where most people would be like, all right, note to self.'t do that again. I'm like, Tomax, oh yeah, you are like a we bull need to running toward <laughs> red flags. It's like amazing exactly <laughs> so then i I was like, and she does this amazing baby voice, so I was like, okay, you know what would by that the way, amazing baby voice is a phrase that I don't believe exists. Oh, you want me to say it? Okay, she's a voice. She's a professional voiceover actor, actually. And um, so I, uh, anyways, <laughs> basically goes goes like this. Well, she does a baby voice, uh. and so. Well, it's just this. We realize that there's this sound and it disturbs anyone in the vicinity. (laughs) So we've done it for our friends. We go, hey, do you want to hear the worst fucking thing that you can't? Oh, God. You won't unhear this. So honored. So honored right now. I can't even tell you. Word choice, babe. It's literally the worst fucking sound. Yeah. Oh. Set up the premise. Wow. So, So go ahead. Oh yeah, baby, you like that? Yeah, baby, yeah, little baby, I'm gonna make you come so good, you little baby. Yeah, little baby, I'll make you come so good. There you go. That was the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You're welcome. Ah. Max, I may need to go elsewhere tonight. <laughs> that was seriously. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I'm really glad that you guys have like, like ascended to the point where now you can like, like I mean, if you were trying to like do that whole thing where couples try to like kind of cloister and like you know blot out the outside world, like this is a really good tool to do so. Because the outside world will want nothing to fucking do with you if this is like part of part of your stick. It's like, I mean, I I really hope that this would be a good open mic, by the way, thing to do. Like, um, just if you wanted to, like, just 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 absolutely ruin some people's days. This is a good way of doing that. Yeah. Like, a, uh, like instead of playing violin at the Ew. holidays in the subway. Just go down there with the mic, <laughs> put out a suitcase. Oh yeah, that would be a. I'm I'm, I'm just thrilled, Luis X. I'm thrilled that your thought is like, let us make sure that people do not make any like you know like donations for their like you know hard living. Instead, what would be more what would be more important is that we gross out. All of the populace. See, so I'm, see, I'm seeing. I'm seeing a thing here. This is an art performance piece. Okay, like Act One just nails on a chalkboard. Act Two, that. No, but nails on a chalkboard is like you have to warm them up to that. It has to ramp up. You're saying that like that would be the flavor flav to like you know the baby fucking Chuck D. You can't like, start. Like, is, you that can't, is that what we're saying? You can't start with baby fucking. You have to start with nails on a chalkboard. And then you go to 
That I was no, 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 no. Don't no. do it again. That was seriously uh, the worst thing I've ever heard. Then you got a baby foreplay. You know, just heavy, <laughs> heavy petting. God, you're so <laughs> gross. This is seriously the grossest thing. I don't want to put this ever on the. What podcast. if it's a slutty looking baby? Oh, Tomax. <laughs> Tomax, like this. This took a fucking dark turn, and I hate it. It's pushing the envelope, babe. Good job. No, no, no. Pushing the envelope isn't necessarily just being gross. That's, like, not, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, I mean, like, let me shit fuck your back ass. <laughs> That's pretty gross. But at the same time, you know how you're, do you see how you're laughing and not cringing? That's because it's comedy and not horror. <laughs> okay, well. That's that's all. That's all well, we I'm, wanted to share. She I'm, has to go now, but I oh I'm I'm glad that that was her <laughs> curtain call. Good good job, Louis X. Everyone leave on that note. <laughs> hey, honey, that was your debut. Nice to meet you, everybody. I'm glad that we're introducing our listeners to that relationship, to that element. That was the fucking foulest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's awful. All right, well. <laughs> I It's like I know that I know that I've frequently played like this like the straight man and just been more or less like a intellectual progressive throughout this, but like I am honestly grossed out by that. That was that was I it is it is still like my asshole is clenching so hard right now. Like every orifice Urethra to belly button is like fucking done yeah, accepting donations. Are lock, are in lockdown. Oh, I'm on serious freaking renal lockdown. Could, like this you is could like open that beer can with your asshole right now. Well, would you, you tell me to do that. like a baby? Like what the fuck is going to oh, happen? Oh yeah. I don't <laughs> even know what to think of you anymore. That was disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, there's, you know what? Um, I don't know if we'll ever talk again, but <laughs> fuck you for that. I guess that the sucks. podcast is over. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>